So I watched a movie over the weekend called Tales from the Dark Side. It, oh. it was it was in, it was made in 1990 and it was a vignette film based off of the anthology show um, which is kind of like Tales from the Crypt, you know. Like it's just one of those Tales from the Crypt spin-offs and then it's just a movie anthology version of it. And I a vignette film. A vignette <laughs> the film. Best type of film, you know, where it's just <laughs> classically historically they're all excellent yeah i kind of dig them like i've been on a a little bit of a binge for these like tales from the crypt vignette film ripoffs like where it it they're all they can get too bad to watch but sometimes they're just the right amount of bad and it's perfect perfectly trash perfectly trash if you want to talk about the right amount of bad i feel like i'm gonna have to step in for a second okay (laughs) Um, but you're absolutely right. Another really good one to check out is Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight featuring Billy Zane playing um, a demon from hell come to solidify a contract made from people on Earth trying to usher in the end of times. A fantastic film. Are you ready Wonderful to watch cast. this? Watch that right after this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that for sure. Okay. All right. Because I'm, no, I'm not playing. I'm for real about this shit. I watch. I'm on. I'm on my vignette. <laughs> yeah, I watched this movie because it said it had Christian Slater in it. So in the first story, it centers around one of the the Hart brothers from the show, like Heart to Heart from Disney. Oh, right. I bet you oh, know, like the wrestling. Females. No, no. One of the yeah. one of the Hart brothers from that show has been captured by um, Blondie, Debbie Hannah, or Debbie Harry. You know the the singer Debbie Harry. Is mm-hmm. is a plays a witch who's captured him, and he and he tells these stories to distract her from eating him. Was this like a straight to TV movie? Like maybe. Well, just wait until you hear who the fuck is in the first story, <laughs> okay. and then you you can answer that yourself. Because the first story has Christian Slater, Steve Buscemi, and Julianne Moore. Let's go. And I was just so blown away. I wish I knew these these actors' filmographies good enough to know that there there must have been a time where like their careers had either stalled or not taken off, and where this was possible. Yeah, they're just getting a start, man. Because yeah, late eighties, early nineties, all except for Christian Slater, who was like his his time was the eighties. Right, but he was on the decline. Had to have been. That's true. I feel like me and Christian Slater would have partied in the eighties. Does that make me a bad guy? I mean, he played a bunch of bad guys. Was he a bad guy in real life? I don't know. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. I think he was a pretty pretty bad guy. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. He sucked in this, too. But the the best one was the last one, which was about an evil cat. And it had... It was about just a, it was it was hilarious because it was just a regular kitty cat, and it was like this old man hired a, an assassin to kill this cat because he's like, the cat, was, the cat is evil. It's already killed, like, three people... <laughs> that I care about and it's just a regular cat. And the guy that he hires is named David Johansson. And I couldn't figure out where the fuck I knew him from, but he's the one that played the, the ghost in the Scrooged um, film with uh, Bill Murray, the taxi driving ghost. Um, Remember the taxi driver with the cigar? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, Who just had like a ridiculously upturned nose. It turns out this guy is like a super big, like composer in films. Um, and does a lot of soundtracks, but he plays this assassin 
hired to kill just and it's just a regular kitty cat and it's just a bunch of shots of like just a regular cat and then a puppet cat like killing people oh man and it's I incredible imagining like just like a little kitty cat walked into the frame and then everybody starts losing their mind <laughs> i mean they did out. scream they did scream like they would cut to the cat and the cat would be like Mah! and they'd be like <laughs> and I'm like it's just a regular cat like fucking open man. fire Oh. If you're watching vignette movies, you need to just watch Love Actually and quit playing. No, dude, I'm 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 into that real cheesy cheese, you know. I'm not into that that, that gutter, that hogs, that hog slot, bro. Yeah, I think it's might might be my time around Blake. It's gotten me to enjoy the <laughs> the trashier things in life. Oh, enjoy yeah, the well. the the lesser pleasures, yeah. as well, I call just- them. That's just brainwashing. That's all that is. You just nah, train man. yourself and break out of that because it's an easy you're in a life spot. You're it's in a an easy life, spot. man. And his disrespect, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object. I object. I object. On what grounds is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps. I'm your host, Blake Weatherly. Uh, join me by... Uh, join me by Lincoln McKay. At the top of the show, I'd like to invite you to follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter at TapSnapsPC, on Instagram at TapSnapsPodcast, and on... Facebook at Tap Snaps Three. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, just so you notice, there's going to be a little bit of a audio difference in today's episode. Uh, we are being very responsible and social distancing as a precaution. Because we had a COVID bomb, a potential COVID bomb hit the Tap Snaps crew. Shit, yeah. Some fucking hate mail from I'm not going to say who. Laced with COVID. Yeah, there was a certain anti-vaxer episode. Yeah, and we just want to let you know you are the prime suspect. <laughs> if you're if you're still if you're still listening, yeah, they just coughed in an envelope and sent it to, to, to Tarver's place. No, like it's not yeah. even real. Fight the fear, baby. Come on. It was addressed yeah, to. It was just fear. addressed to BBW. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> oh man. But anything. Anyway, a lot of wild she shit. A lot of wild shit. Too. She said that there, it's on the outside of the envelope. It's it said that. It was written in blood that there were 6,000 shallot coins <laughs> encrypted somewhere on the inside of it. Oh, the shallot so I throwback. Look. I had to look. <laughs> I had forgotten about the shallot throwback, dude. Yeah, but, dude Dust Bunny coin, Mop Head coin, fucking Kanye coin, coin, dog coin. Oh, uh, fucking ass coin. Bro, let me tell you about Litecoin for a oh, second. Yeah. Also, buy red coin. Hey, oh, hey, buy yeah. red coin. <laughs> Speaking of wild and crazy shit, which go. by the way, we're, we're about to move off crypto, but uh, the last thing I want to say, there was what's called a 51% attack on Ethereum the other day. We were never and on crypto. stole a shit ton of Ethereum. It was a whole hack. They brought down the chain. It was crazy. Anyway, moving into wild and crazy shit. <laughs> hold Liam. on, hold on. You you're just like like moving off crypto. We were never in crypto. We were just joking about shallot coin. If shallot coin's a real thing, you gotta tell me right now, Blake. 
I mean, dude, if you that's the thing about crypto, man. If you dream it, it's real. You just throw a coin at the end of it. Now I finally understand cryptocurrency. Yeah. That's just all a big scam. Speaking of California dreaming, Tarver, <laughs> uh, Liam, take us into our next article. Uh, you landed the plane. I'll give you that you landed the plane, but <laughs> I feel like I'm, God, it was a rough ride down. I feel like all I'm right. pushing him. You, I'm pushing him to greatness. From CNN, a pyrotechnic device at a gender reveal party sparked one of the California wildfires burning over 8,600 acres. Liam reads. Hello, sir. I heard that you knows how to read. Could you take mercy on the poor illiterate boy and tell me a story? One of the multiple wild, wildfires burning in California was started, yeah, hey, 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 was started during a gender reveal party, officials said. A, quote, smoke-generating pyrotechnic device was used uh, at the party, sparked the El Dorado fire in San Bernardino County, California fire, said in a police release. The fire started Saturday at 10.23 a.m. at the El Dorado Ranch Park in Yucaipa and spread from the park north onto the Yucaipa Ridge, according to the release. <laughs> You're doing the fight. Hey, my, my laptop screen shut down halfway through. Cut me a break. The fire has since grown to 8,600 acres as of Monday and is just 7% contained, according to the San Bernardino National Forest. According to the forest, reporting. <laughs> Surveillance video from the party showed a couple with several children walking into the grass at the edge of the El Dorado Ranch Park in Yucaipa. Another person is seen in the video appearing to light the device. Soon after, the family can be seen on video scrambling and grabbing water bottles as the flames grow. I don't mean to laugh and make... <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped out. He just dropped from the call again. But dude, at, at the same time, you could describe that as my life. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Thanks. What can we describe as your life, Blake? I was just saying, like, soon after, the family can be seen on video scrambling and putting water bottles as the flames grow. It's just the analogy <laughs> of my life, bro. Just a bunch of people running around <laughs> trying to find, like, just spitting on these giant flames. Just like, ha, oh, oh. Blake's like, so your life is just you trying to have a party, having a good time, and then shit gets out of hand. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then everyone will scramble to put out the flames. And everyone suffers, though, is the case. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. People who weren't even at the party then have to deal with the fallout. Which is really bad. Do you think they're going to be made financially responsible oh, for the millions yeah. of dollars in damage this is going to do? Absolutely, dude. There was a in the same article mm -hmm. they go on to talk about a fire in Arizona where the person who was found liable had to pay uh, $8.6 million. Well, yeah, he was liable for $8.6 I don't know how, if he was a normal person, how he would pay that, so I don't know what they would do exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. he was like a Border Patrol agent, so right. he's probably just going to be like, I'm bankrupt. Right, I mean, because you could come up to me in court and be like, Tarver, you have to pay $8.6 I'm like, well... Um, well, that that's the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, you have to pay me 200 million if we're just like yelling out nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's the same thing. You got it, boss. I'll pay you back on Trucktober 11th. Yeah, I'll see you on Trucktober 11th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to that new F1 bid. 
350, bro. You're going to get a couple of them Teslas out there, too. I like that Elon Musk now. Yeah, I like him, too. He got in that truck game. No, 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 I like him. He's going to come down to Texas. We're going to take him out riding down a little, uh, in the hog farms. <laughs> I want to get on in hit with the pickies in the slop. I want to go ahead and apologize to our listeners in Texas. And look, no, I should talk about that damn shit. You know, we're gonna get in that Tesla truck with a Gatling gun, gonna get up there with them hogs, gonna be like, right, dang, gonna right, that, 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 I think are worth stating. Um, fortunately, no one. In California? I'm sorry, but go ahead. I was to say, fortunately, I don't think anyone has died as a result of this, which is, of course, its yet. own blessing. Yet, they're still fighting it. Like they're still <laughs> there. Over 600 people are now being deployed. Like firefighters and emergency response people are just coming out to just like, all right, well, um, I wasn't gonna have to try and put out a like multi-thousand acre wildfire. But I guess since I you're having now. a boy, that's cool. You know what's you know what's terrible to think about what? is I I haven't even seen the actual gender reveal. So if you look at all the memes where it's like the planet blowing <laughs> up, or like a nuke going off, and it's yeah. like it's a boy, it's a girl. I haven't even seen the actual reporting on whether mm-hmm. it was a boy or a girl. I'm imagining since shit caught on fire and it burned a hellscape into the countryside, it was obviously a boy. <laughs> you know, well, CNN hasn't released the video yet because mm-hmm. it, it, the the California authorities said that they they couldn't release it since it was part of an ongoing investigation. You know, as bad as it is for people to be like losing their homes and businesses and how horrible that is, having Liam just describe it to me made me think of like if I was the dad that set off that pyrotechnic device and just people constantly, constantly talking shit to me how bad that would feel if like yeah. every fucking like 10 minutes is like oh yeah we got to bring in even more troops and like oh yeah i'm sorry you're gonna come in on your your day off or your father it was your father's funeral yeah well, some jackass had to um blow up a big old device to uh talk about which gender his kid is going to be yeah, yeah no he couldn't just have to go to public school for sure he is not getting into any yeah. high-end pre-k's they're like what's that yeah he probably could have just downloaded a stupid little gif or something played a video (laughs) but he decided he was going to be mr billy badass and get some tanite or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) if it's a boy it's like oh okay okay yeah again i get it oh we all have to remind hank about how he burned down seven counties like (laughs) okay okay big deal big bad hank burning down eighteen thousand homes It's like, no, Hank, you don't get to be a passive-aggressive dick about it. You did burn down all those counties. He's just like, oh, yeah, and it's the most important thing I've ever done. It eclipses the gender reveal of my son. I get it. Okay, okay. (laughs) I noticed that they conveniently left that out of all the reporting. How fucking badass that Tannerite looked at when it was exploding. She was badass, dude. Speaking of badass shit... I kind of want to jump into the next article for real. I mean, if you're if you're okay with, I don't know if I'm ready personally. You're trying to move past Hank's like purgatory of pain, and that's what I'm I'm thinking about right now. 
that's what Hank was just talking about. Yeah. I mean, we're, we still don't know one of the more important details of the story, which is like, is he having a boy or a girl? We're obviously going to have to double back to this story and, you know, <laughs> re-examine everything. But, you know, pain, pain is a really, like Tarver said, the pain he felt. And this is, there's another pain I want to discuss, which oh is. Oh, my God. Gotcha. Okay, so this next article is from Liam's brain, and it's, hey, if you live in California, don't shit and don't set anything on fire, dumbass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's going to wrap that up. So the next article is from The Hill. <laughs> White George Washington University professor who posed as black will not teach classes this fall. Oh, no. I just, I just love watching Blake trying to get to that next story, and I just love how dogged he is. Like, even, <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, we have to get to the next story now. Sometimes I, I try to crank up the difficulty for him, and I just yeah. really I love watching him work his way out of it. Yo, man, it's an obstacle course, and I'll get there. But more importantly, I love this whole story. That's a great one. <laughs> it is like it's a great one. <laughs> it's straight up amazing. Should I just go in the read? Yeah, yeah. let's get it. What's that? Rachel right. Rachel Dozier Part Two or something? Part Two. Part Two. <laughs> the electric boogaloo. There you Polly, go. I'll do. Hey, TM. 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 Through a medium blog post published Thursday, Krug, who is a professor of African American history, (laughs) admitted that she had been lying about her racial identity. Krug, who for years claimed to be a Bronx native of Afro-Puerto Rican descent, clarified that she is in fact white and from the suburbs of Kansas City. Like, not only am I white, I'm I am extra from the white. Place on Earth. I'm extra fucking white. <laughs> Quote While the university reviews the situation, Dr. Krug will not be teaching her classes this semester, the university said in a statement addressed to the GW community. Her university profile lists Latin America, Africa, and colonialism as her areas of expertise. Krug's work. <laughs> Krug's work centers heavily on issues of African culture and diaspora, um, which diaspora diaspora those listening who are not familiar is the dispersion of jews beyond israel i think it's um, diaspora diaspora my bad uh, diaspora is of course a uh, beautiful flower <laughs> that's right her medium post sparked outrage on social media particularly among black academics in her field several said krug did not admit to lying about her identity quote out of benevolence out of benevolence but because she realized she had been discovered <laughs> no <laughs> They caught me. They yeah. got me. I'm sorry. So this, this I'm sorry is... that they got me. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> they got me. So this her this full name is Jessica Krug, by the way. Right, right, right. Jessica Krug. She was straight up out of Conan. She was like one of his villains. <laughs> it's probably Krug, but I like Krug better. I like Krug I like a Krug. lot too. It's like a caveman. Krug. <laughs> Krug. Doctor Krug. <laughs> Let me tell you about this diaspora. This diaspora, this... where I'm from, we make many delicious di- delicious dishes from diaspora. Have you guys listened to the video of her calling in and just like shitting on white people and being like, white people are so oh, shitty. No. Oh, God. I'm going to play it for you real quick. Hey, I'm Jessa Bombalera. I'm here in El Barrio, East Harlem. Uh, you probably know this neighborhood because the Hosanna Melissa Mark Viverito, who used to be the speaker of your city council, sold my fucking neighborhood to developers and gentrifiers. 
So I got a couple of things to say. And when y'all come on and tell me my time stops, fuck out of here. It's been seven hours. Not only did I have to listen to these cops and not just the cops, but to be honest with y'all city council members, you posing like you opposing them for your sound bites, for your social media, for your real campaigns. <laughs> fuck out of here. You've been supporting the cops in the pandemic when the MTA was strapped and you supported putting more cops on the MTA. Fuck out of here. We know where you're calling. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And you wow. just see the video. She's got this fake ass tan and these big purple sunglasses and doesn't have any look uh, of an African American individual or a Puerto Rican individual. I mean, you just hear her accent. It's fake as fuck. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Now, there's a lot more to uh, it. But she's like getting mad because they're like, okay, your time is up. We have to speak someone else and she's just like goes off and there's great because wow. there's like a there's a translator too it's on a zoom call um it's on yeah. this big zoom call it's a, so it's, this is a video from the nyc city council so the remote nyc city council she calls in and just makes an ass out of herself the top comment is, what a, what part of new york is that accent from east sesame street <laughs> <laughs> accent drifting like a boat with no rudder Wow. <laughs> they went in on this shit. This is like D playing Martina Martinez, and it's always sunny. It's exactly <laughs> what I thought. It is. That is exactly what I thought. It is 100%. 100%. Where is George Washington University? Um, let's look that up. I mean, I'm the man at the computer. I, can I was in Washington, D.C. So she's, she's in D.C. just pretending to be black. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. If I were an administrator at this university, I would just be like, um, so we have to go back and re-verify not just uh, wait, <laughs> every credential you have ever presented. Yes. Wait, she, like, wait, she was also pretending to be black and from the Bronx. Well, she shifted it. it like shifted. black Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Mm -hmm. It shifted many times, actually. Like, it, like uh, a chameleon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, like chameleon. a racial chameleon out there preying on people. I think, I think she's more like a, you know a racial like conquistador. Like she, <laughs> she just she just you know sails up to whatever's <laughs> popping right now and plants a flag and just plants a flag and you know tries that accent out for fun. She's like, and this is where I am, and everyone here before you are all racist. Yeah, she described herself. No, did you see the line she wrote on her? She had a writer profile on Essence, and her 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 her, her bio was an unrep, unrepentant and unreformed child of the hood and Boricua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Holy shit! She identified herself as Jess La Bombera. Oh my god, La Bombera. And yeah, the reason playing stickball in Kansas City. <laughs> the reason she said, like the reason that she gave for all that shit she just on the video was that all these white New Yorkers who did not yield their time to black and brown indigenous New Yorkers. I mean, and the, and the irony of that is just not lost oh, on the anyone. Irony of being an African American studies professor yeah. specializing in colonialism, meanwhile, 
<laughs> you have straight stolen <laughs> the identity of everybody you're teaching and yeah. teaching and, and just teaching about. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. So she, her her chameleon transition went from being she first identified as North African blackness, then U.S. rooted blackness, then Caribbean rooted Bronx blackness. Okay. Well, she had to get a feel for her favorite, you know, since they're yeah, all she, she was kind of moonlighting. She was trying it out. Yeah. Why not try to? Why not get a little sampler platter and just yeah. try and pick your favorite flavor? You know. I think this I mean, is worse than like any blackface. Oh yeah. Like, well, for yeah. Sure. Than any blackface, because because someone wearing blackface kind of falls into like I I guess there are two main camps, right? It's just like either you're out and out racist. And you you're doing it intentionally to hurt black people, which is shitty as fuck. Or you're dumb as fuck, and you think it's funny, and you don't really get how bad it is. Which again, though, is dumb as fuck, and you're shitty. But what she's doing is she's like pretending to be a black person and benefiting directly from her blackness, her supposed oh, yeah. blackness, monetarily, culturally, using um, it to increase her public profile. To an, like, a, an enormous degree where she entered into spheres know. where she didn't. And the, the most, I think one of the most pathetic things about this is that if she, obviously she has a big interest in African-American studies, right? And like African-American culture, she has to, she's a professor of it. She yeah, to the point where paraded she around question mark. Right. But that feeling that she wasn't like good enough or, she was so unhappy with herself that she had to pretend to be a black person. Cause I'm going to give her that. Like maybe that's kind of where it stemmed from where she was like, I hate white people. I hate my whiteness. That's really sad. Like when you see that in other cultures, like when there are black people that try to become white by bleaching their skin or like Asians to do that, I, I always feel really bad for them because they don't love themselves and that's shitty as fuck. And there's yeah, some, it's and like some a, deep-seated mental shit too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's some weird dysphoria going on there. Like some, some, some has been knocked in her head, and she there's something's not clicking like it's supposed to. But then, when all my sympathy stops, is when her and Rachel Do Dolier, 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 or whatever the fuck her name was, when Krug Dolger. and Dolger, when Krug and Dolger, where they cross the line, K and D was when they fucking put themselves directly in a sphere, like in a position that has so much to do with that stolen identity. Oh, you position exactly. yourself as an educator. like Or the head of the like, NWA. Only, yeah, it's like not only am I influencing people, but I'm, I'm teaching this. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a part of the conversation to the point where I am like not just – and in my opinion, this is worse than than Rachel Rachel Dozier or whatever her name is, because like, she's like, not only am I R and D a right. part of this community, or, 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 yeah, she's worse than than R D, because she's not just trying to be active in a community; she is trying to influence and present herself as an authority in that community. Straight up, yeah, and Ellie agrees with me. <laughs> Extra gross. It's and disgusting. The uh the thing the thing that really bothers me about it too, and just to kind of give my thoughts on it, is that I mean, for one, you expect better, right? Like you expect more than that from people, but there are still people that will just 
burn that kind of trust and the in this from a societal point of view right and you see shit like this and it's like are you serious but the the stronger point is that it detracts from more serious conversation when something like really silly like this happens mm-hmm. and it's really fucking dumb it's also distracting from the serious conversations that she parasitically injected herself in and basically used it for clout or what stroke in her ego or as Tarver optimistically theorized perhaps some way of like saying sorry and justifying mm-hmm. it in her own fucked up head. But um, it, that brings me to my next point, which is that's something going on in Puerto Rico right now that's not getting enough attention. And Liam, why don't you take us into it? Gotcha. Yeah. In addition to Puerto Rico, where I guess Blake has other sources, this is uh, in the from, Philippines. from the AP in Manila. <laughs> Philippines pardons U.S. Marine for killing transgender woman. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I could have so sworn it was. I could have. Oh, all good. We, God, we, I do it, you know, six times an episode when I'm reading, my mind just inserts <laughs> random shit. That was just a life. very unfortunate. That was a very unfortunate time for me to do that. It I was thought, just yeah. so fucking funny. It was funny. a real out of the box slash Gullah Gullah Island scenario. As, as, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. As Blake, like, maybe wallows in his uh, sugar in a little bit, I want to read one more quote from. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> from uh, hell yeah! From from Krug, who like put on she outed herself because um, two students were like, "Hey, uh, they went up to the other professors and were like, hey, we don't want to be jerks, but that woman is not fucking black.'" And they like <laughs> they were like, "Look, she's not fucking black." So eventually, people were just like, "Listen, you're not fucking black," and she outed herself in a blog post and she said, people have fought together with me and have fought for me and my continued appropriation of a black Caribbean identity is not only in the starkest terms, wrong, unethical, immoral, anti-black colonial, but it means that every step I've taken has gaslighted those whom I love. I am not a culture vulture. I am a culture leech and I deserve to be canceled. Ugh. Jesus, it's just like, how are you so empowered with your writing right now? And the, you're a piece of shit. Don't try. You can't take ownership of this one by being like, "Listen, I'm a piece of shit. Y'all should cancel me." Be like, "Okay, it doesn't matter what you say." You know, like you can't <laughs> yeah, take like, any of the sting off of this. It's like, oh, thank you for your permission to cancel you. You fucking psycho. Yeah. Dude, just, <laughs> dude, it's just insight. It's just insight into her psyche. Like, even as her world, like, her fake little fucking la-la pretend land that she exists in where she moonlights as a black Puerto Rican woman. (laughs) Like, even as the walls of that fantasy come crashing down around her, she still has to hold on to control of, like, her PR to the world. It's like her swan song to social media where she'll never be able to post again without 50 people being like, hey, it's that fucking bitch. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Even if she's going down with the ship, she's going down on her ship right now. Still being like, I'm in control. Cancel me. Fuck it. Just end it. Just like spreads her arms out. Just like, go ahead. Do what you will. 
and then she just falls I'm gonna do back the brave into... thing and encourage you guys to cancel me. <laughs> it's... it's just like, um, actually, how about we do the better thing and just nobody ever thinks about you again? Yeah. <laughs> what does she do after? What is what is like the next day look like if you're this woman, Liam? I imagine she Sweatpants. puts in applications at Applebee's and Chili's in her Tri County area. Like, she can never be an educator again. Yeah. She can never be an educator again. She can never, all of her friends that she made, because when you're this, like whenever anybody's this causal and this singularly focused in their causalness, you know, where they're just like, I, I am about this rights and I'm about this and this is what I do. And I hang out with these people and this is what I study. Then you just, all your friends are like that. I mean, all her professional yeah. connections are mm-hmm. gone. No one in an academic capacity can even be seen near her. You know? Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I just don't know, like, where, like, what, what I guess, if I really, if I were her, the next step that I would take would be to shore up my resume and make sure that everything that I have ever listed besides my race on a job application has been totally true. Because, I mean, she could get herself in some real trouble for fraud. Yeah. Like, if I were George Washington University and I found out that, like, if I'm an administrator, I find out something this embarrassing mm. has happened to my, like, as a, from a staff member. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I am going to, like, go way, ab- like, as far above and beyond as I can to, to make sure that you are ruined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, can we we can talk about Puerto Rico now, Blake? But see, that's yeah, what I'm talking good. about, like the whole entire idea of you know, uh, like Puerto Rico being ruined, and yeah. you know, and I mean, the Bariqua. Well, it's but Bariqua. It's, is that... <laughs> Philippines pardons U.S. Marine for killing transgender woman. Should I go ahead with Liam Reeds? No, hold on. Not a hole anymore. Hold on, Liam. Blake has, Blake was saying something. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear him. I was just saying this very serious, and I want to apologize to all of our. Puerto Rican listeners and our listeners from the Philippines for having that momentary lapse in judgment. And it's a, it's a serious issue. And what's a serious, what's a serious issue. You confusing well, Puerto Rico and the Philippines. Well, well, no, well, that's a serious issue, but this okay. issue inherent in this article is also serious about, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, rights and protections and equal justice under the law. It is. No, it really is. And I also want to encourage everybody who feels that they should um, cancel Blake to go ahead and and do that. You know what? And I want to stand with Liam on this one and with you too, Blake, and encourage anyone that wants to send Blake a map of the world. You don't have to go so far as to send him a globe, but a simple map, preferably one that's not like a USA-centric map that's kind of skewed to make the U.S. look bigger than it is. So like a, a map, if you have a map from another country, if you order it, send it to Blake. Um, you could take a picture yeah. of it actually and put it on uh, message him on Facebook, put it on Twitter. Get, we need Blake to learn the difference between Puerto Rico and the Philippines. Yeah. And, but if you buy it from China, remember you have to draw on Taiwan. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, you have to add that in. Reads. Jansterlin, are Braylon and Tangberlin coming over tonight? Y'all want to make me? Y'all want y'all want me to make y'all some skinny margaritas? I'm praying for y'all.
pardoned from the U.S. Marine in a surprise move that will free him from imprisonment for the 2014 killing of a transgender Filipino woman that sparked anger in the former American colony. A left-wing human rights group, Kara Patton, immediately condemned the pardon as a, quote, despicable and shameless mockery of justice and servility to U.S. imperial imperialist interests. Pemberton, an anti-tank missile operator from New Bedford, Massachusetts, was one of thousands of U.S. and Philippine military personnel who participated in joint exercises in the country in 2014. He and a group of other Marines were on leave after the exercises and met Loud, who is the woman who was killed, and her friends at a bar in Olongapo, a city known for its nightlife outside of Subic Bay, a former U.S. Navy base. Laud was later found dead in a motel room where witnesses said she and Pemberton had checked in. A witness told investigators that Pemberton said he had clocked Laud, choked Laud after discovering she was transgender. In December 2015, a judge convicted Pemberton of homicide, not the more serious charge of murder the prosecutors sought. The Alangapo court judge said at the time that she had downgraded the charge because factors such as cruelty and treachery had not been proven. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this is insane. It's an insane, it insane story. I love how it was also like the left-wing human rights group, Kara Patton. And I was like, there's only one? Like, that's the only... How many How many human rights groups are there in the Philippines? Like, well, why... It's, yeah, it said a left-wing human rights group. No, but I mean, but, like, this is clearly unacceptable for, mm. it, from every conceivable metric. That's true. Philippines I, is a wild place, bro. Yeah, I mean, Duterte is a wild guy. Yeah. Like, he is... I mean, if you see... Take a look at his stances on LGBT issues. It's not good. Like, it is a tough place over there for anybody in the LGBT community. I mean, and, and it's also the... There's kind of like... Just the fact that it's a U.S. Marine and this was done kind of through JAG and, like, the U.S. military court... Is also and he's. I don't know if he's necessarily being brought back to the U.S. to be incarcerated. It doesn't say anything about it. It's more of like he's getting a pardon. He's getting. Oh out. yeah, he's not going to be. He will not, and he's not going to face any crimes. Yeah, he's. But that's a United States citizen that did that. And I understand. Like, I mean, I get that he did that outside of the United States. But it's, it's almost like there's all these. If you read in the article, they talk about there's all these kind of laws and loopholes uh, for. Yeah for punishment of U.S. military in the Philippines. Yeah, the Visiting Forces Agreement, mm -hmm. um, which provides a legal framework for temporary visits by U.S. forces to the country, to the Philippines, uh, for large-scale combat exercises. It's like it's it's like a downgraded form of diplomatic immunity, basically. Yeah. It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. And the, the question I have is, do you think Duterte did it to gain favor with Trump does he does because like Duterte seems to me a simple man in that way where he just like a, a like a, a Trumpian kind of person do you think he was like ah I will give blood to the god of bigotry and he shall return a favor to me yeah I mean I hope not I hope he's just a piece of shit I mean I'd like to think I, mean, I, don't I thought know, you man. were it's a just... fan I thought you were a fan of Duterte's when he was Killing man, him. when he when he was slapping down, when he was just executing heroin addicts in the street, yeah. I mean, I, w I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of that, but I mean, he was interesting to look at. <laughs> but you weren't a small fan either. <laughs> You're like, well, you know, he took action. And that's not not something everybody <laughs> can say. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. It's, it, I guess, I mean, I guess maybe it's like, I'm, I was a little too optimistic to think they had, you know, kind of laws there because I mean, they even talk about it when uh, it says a witness told investigators that Pemberton said he had choked Laud after mm-hmm. discovering she was tra- transgender. He basically just admitted to basically a hate crime on top of the murder. Like it's a, it's yeah. a it was a, it was a murder and a hate crime. It's like an, a super aggravated felony. He would be looking at life with, without the possibility of parole in the United yeah. States. Well, you know, he was, it's not like he wasn't, he was, it was a, a miscarriage of the actual justice system there. Like he was convicted. Yeah. But he was just, he was pardoned. And I mean, I can't speak to, uh, I'm certainly no expert on like hate crime laws in the Philippines, but there probably are not. Maybe, I mean, if, since he was charged and convicted in the Philippines outside of the US military, like maybe we could hope for a court martial after he's released, but you know, it's, it's unlikely. Is the Amer- I mean, the American military is not super great with trans rights. No, no, not at all. And they're de- they don't have a really good track record with like crimes of a sexual nature either. Yeah. Which really was. And w- which was also like an entire like eight years of movie making in Hollywood. Like you remember the general's daughter and uh, fucking thin red line. And uh, the, what, what was the, uh, what's that one? I can't. I can't remember. No, I thought a few good men was just like a a really bad decision. Was that's that's true. It was, uh, but there was a a murder of there a, was a murder. It was basically yeah. a bullying murder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was chronicled in Hollywood. Yeah, classic examples. Yes. Know. Yeah, I don't think they ever did a good enough job in in Hollywood of of showing like a woman gets raped and then she tries to do something about it, but it's prosecuted internally um yeah you mean like through like an agency or something no like, through the army like uh, that's uh, that's was oh a big, yeah yeah that was that was a big thing there was a documentary a number of years ago that exposed how much that was happening and how a lot of the times it's like there isn't a recourse you can't go to a civil to or to like a civilian lawyer or a civilian court you have to do it through the army because you're in the army and um, they would they would be going to their prosec their their superior officer was the one that raped them, and that's the one that you have to talk to, and you can't go around him. Yeah, so it was like a hellish existence for those and, women, and, and, and like outside law enforcement can't touch it because they're technically not civilians. No, they they have no jurisdiction. Yeah, and then it, with Halliburton, I remember the big thing was that they would always go to arbitration whenever like they had done yeah. something like a, a rape of, a, of of one of their female soldiers um, and peers, they would <clears throat> go to arbitration and they would almost always win. So, yeah, I mean, it's an entirely different justice system. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is really gives credence to um, the need for trans rights, uh, especially in the Philippines. I mean, this is like a, a horrific example of a miscarriage of justice and, in the case of like, and the, and the way too much power for the president. I mean, this is you know, this is like right in the streets level of a decision where, you know, it, like the, the it's an open and shut case of this man murdering her, and then he just Confessing gets to it. Yeah, gets let's go, and it gets a complete pardon for what? I mean, it, I mean the only thing is 
you're just like, oh, this is just out and out corruption. I mean, this is just like, yeah, it's just like I just felt, I felt like it. Well, it's well, he's it's got to be him saying like, Daddy Trump, please, I want something like. Yeah, well, or Duterte just being like, I don't like the type of person that you killed, so I'm, yeah, you get a pass. Yeah, right. it could it could very simply be that. I that mean, could yeah. be that could be it, which is you know absolutely horrifying for any gay or trans person living in the Philippines. I mean, this is like, I mean, th- this is the most, if you were a trans person in the Philippines, this is just like, Hey, I can be murdered and nothing will be done about it. Yep. Well, and he doesn't even have to go and face like the ire of the people in the community mm-hmm. because he's from the U S he's just going to go back to the U S like yeah. he leaves the country. So it's just like, okay, you, were convicted and jailed and whoop now you're now you're free see you never again like and this is not a big story no i mean this is in the guardian but this is the only coverage that i've seen Uh, in this case at all yeah the from the guardian but it was also in uh the the ap for manila but i don't know how wide that goes well just like in manila right so yeah yeah it's it's uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say um, besides that uh, if he's a president, you got to get him out of office because he obviously doesn't give a shit about gay yeah, or trans he's, lives. He's kind of president in the way that Putin's president, right? Yeah, like he's yeah. not, it's not a real strong democratic process that they have going no. on over there. But I mean, the two articles just serve very impressive juxtaposition beside each other where you just have like this woman just appropriating like, uh, you know, a minority and the problems they face and the hardships they have just to like moonlight as them for her own like shits and giggles. And then meanwhile, in the Philippines, you have shit like this going on. I get get what you're saying, right? Like the one one is like she is co-opting all the struggles of being a minority for her own personal gain and the other who is an ostracized class really suffers the effects of being so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the very extremes of the spectrum of like racial and, and, and minority injustice. Yeah. You see how that affects a white person who's Uh like, really all you can do is get yourself in trouble Mm -hmm. and then you see how it affects somebody who is actually at risk because not just because of like their sexual orientation but because of of geographically where they are and like it's it's crazy to me that there was to the gall that it takes even for a president to have somebody who is years into a convict like it's serving a sentence after being convicted of murder mm-hmm. it's not like to me it's like you know there's it, we we've seen some pretty egregious examples of like presidential aides and like people who worked on the trump campaign getting their sentences commuted or being pardoned outright mm-hmm. but i mean this is this that's a that's a drop in the bucket compared to murder like, a yeah. jury convicted you of murder. Yeah. And now you're walking free well, because the president well, is corrupt as fuck. Well, also remember, he only got convicted of homicide because, hey, it's the Philippines. But, yeah, that it wasn't just, like, pure, like, aggravated murder. Goodbye. We'll see you in 30 years. Probably not. Only because we didn't want to give you the death penalty, which you deserve. 
Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's unreal. Yeah. When you see, it's just so blatant, the the prejudice that's coming from Duterte in this case, because this same guy who is letting a Marine off for murder is the same guy who, like Blake said, Blake said earlier, it just shoots drug dealers and heroin addicts in, in the fucking street. Yep. Like, Judge Dredd style, no trial, no nothing. Like On the realest uh, of tips, though. On the realest of tips. How much you want to bet me that if Trump gets wind to this story, he might retweet it and be like, great job, Duterte. Oh, for sure. I, I hope not. I bet there's somebody in the White House right now trying so hard to keep this off of his profile, like out of his eyeline. Like they're just like, hey, just don't just don't retweet anything from the AP coming out of Manila. He's just like, What's that? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's the good thing about Trump, is that he's just like, What? It's from foreign? I don't care. <laughs> it's from foreign. From one of them shithole countries. Them the yeah. uh I mean, and then, of course, the the last tragedy of it all, after all the tragedy we've discussed, the last tragedy, of course, is that even in the wake of all of it, the Philippines has a justice system, and the justice system is reactive in some stages. And in this case, unfortunately, um, this woman was killed, and justice became reactive, and it failed. The The one system put there um, for any type of consolation, you know, we exist in it in America and, you know, we, we take it for granted in some cases, you know, sometimes it doesn't get deserved, but there are systems of justice in place. And this one failed miserably for the person that was supposed to protect. And that is the great, that, that is the greatest tragedy of it all, too. It's like even found guilty, it was still just washed away. I mean, it also sends a really loud and clear message to the trans people of the Philippines that to arm your fucking selves. Yeah. Or, on the realist or, tip or move out of the Philippines. Or, or, or like a uh, way out. Or what's this? And I, and I don't mean to say it. I don't mean like it to be as condescending as it was in Django. But when he says go to a more enlightened part of the world, yeah. I mean, because I mean, your president has just said that he doesn't give a fuck about your lives. No, Straight it's up. just that you're not equal citizens. You're not an equal. You're less than. Yeah. You are not an equal citizen under the law. Yeah. To a, you're in fact you are not an equal citizen, even to a person who is not a citizen of the country. Yeah. 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 That's fucking gross. Nice. Anyway, speaking of shit, well, this gross. Yeah, this next one is from CNN. White supremacy is quote most lethal threat to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security draft assessment says. And uh, let's go ahead and just get right on into the Liam Reeds. I'm gonna bury your face in a big old bowl of pudding. I'ma swallow my dirty ass on that shit liquor. I'm gonna plow you like a piggy boy. draft report predicts an quote elevated threat environment at least through early next year concluding that some u.s-based violent extremists have capitalized on increased social and political tensions in 2020 although foreign terrorist organizations will continue to call for attacks on the u.s the report says they quote probably will remain constrained in their ability to direct such plots over the next year all three drafts state that the white white supremacist extremists are the deadliest threat however the placement and language about white supremacy in three versions of the DHS draft documents differ slightly. The earliest av- available version said that, quote, the State of the Homeland Threat Assessment 2020 draft reads, oh, all right, quote, 
We judge that ideologically motivated lone offenders and small groups will pose the greatest terrorist threat to the homeland through 2021, with white supremacist extremists presenting the most lethal threat. The lead section on terror threats to the homeland is changed in the latter two drafts to replace, quote, white supremacist extremists with, quote, domestic violent extremists, presenting the most persistent and lethal threat. The reports, however, all contain this language, quote, among DVEs, domestic violent extremists, we judge that white supremacist extremists, WSEs, will remain the most persistent and lethal threat in the homeland through 2021. I mean, I feel like, I feel like to a certain extent, duh. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the headline's kind of grabby, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But, but, I, but I think that that comes down to something like I've talked about, I think all, at some point all of us have talked about, is like the representation of statistics and racial arguments. Yeah. Like I know I've heard, I've heard Tarver talk about it a lot, but, but it gets down to the point where it's like, okay, and, and I mean they even they throw it in with like, although foreign terrorist organizations will continue to call for attacks on the U.S., yes, uh, they will have a be constrained in their ability to direct such plots over the next year. Well, it's like, yeah, it's hard for them to get in the United States right now. Yeah. It was hard for them to get in the United States to begin with. Like, but then again, we have a shit ton of people inside the United States, and a lot of them are white. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, right? You're like, well, there's most white people, so yeah, white people are going to be the most dangerous. Yeah, statistically, it works sense. out that, that way. Yeah, but like, that's the the really big difference in the language between the reports, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the first is very clear that it's like not just white people carrying out domestic violence or acts of domestic violence, but like racially motivated white people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the, that, that was to me the most important part of the article is that like you see, and they mentioned some white house officials kind of not strong arming, but like Mm -hmm. very much so encouraging this change in language where they move to soften it from just like, no, no, no white supremacists to, to, to domestic violent, violent extremists. extremists yeah domestic violence. which is like yeah it's hardcore softening of the language it is super big well, big time well i think it could be both i could i think it could be a soft core hardening if it's used inappropriately like i mean if the dude's got fucking like swastikas on his arms and shit wait what and, is a soft know, core hardening a soft core hard did i say soft core hardening yeah i yeah, feel like gotta, sorry i was just really digging like the <laughs> imagery you guys were using of like viscosity <laughs> And texture, the hardcore softening. But no, no, no. My point: the hardcore you were, softening. Your point all. is, you were reading aloud your, as you typed into the Pornhub search. Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> that we found right there. But uh, like, like it's it can be definitely misused. Softcore will never it, get me hard, brother. But I think also for the purposes, I mean, outside of the purposes of like political fucking like rhetoric. It, I think it is important for these bureaus and these agencies to make that distinction, though, in some cases where, you know, sometimes a white person does some really dumbass shit, but it wasn't necessarily racially motivated. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get that. But I get I what you're saying. Like, you look at the news and the majority who, of the time it is, though, racially yeah, motivated. Like, who's doing all this killing? Well, well, for instance, um, do we know if uh, what's his name, fucking the asshole we covered, Dylan the Roof? Kid. Dylan Roof was no, of Rittenhouse. course, of course, Dylan Roof was. He said it, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yes. No. Yeah. Rittenhouse. Thank you, Lee. Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Yeah. Uh, so it's, when the story broke there, it, off the rip, people were calling him a white supremacist. I, do, I don't know if it's true. I don't. Yeah. I, have, I haven't seen any proof of it yet, but maybe I haven't looked hard enough. But they did. He was called a white supremacist. I have not seen anything telling me he was, but he has been called it. Yeah, I don't know about Rittenhouse. I can't say one way or the other on him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think certainly subconsciously, I think pretty much anybody who toes the Blue Lives Matter support the police line, there's like a fundamental disconnect between looking at what the BLM movement is protesting and not being able to connect that to the police in any way, like not being able to see wrongdoing in any way that, in my opinion, has to come from, at best... A drop of it? Ignorance? A drop yeah. of the white supremacy within your coffee? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about drops of white supremacy, but I mean, the next question is... Drops killed... of white supremacy in my head. <laughs> well... What I'm, I mean, the next problem is he killed two white people. So, oh, are we? You're talking about Rittenhouse specific? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I yeah, definitely think I'm, Rittenhouse is a lot more. Well, because people are saying he's like a right wing extremist and he's oh. politically aligned to the right. I don't this, think we don't other. need any of that. We don't have to like. You don't have to do any of that to the same way like to a to a far more ridiculous degree, but like you don't need to pin all this shit on Rittenhouse for being a white supremacist to know that he's a killer. Like you don't have to, he didn't, he doesn't have to have the whole kitten caboodle. I think sometimes people get a little overly excited when they're like, well, this is our, this is our guy. Like, you know, to, to a much lesser degree, but, um, the MAGA hat kid, remember they're like, oh, th this is the face of a piece of shit, right wing piece of shit garbage. He's this, just let him be a normal piece of shit. Like let Rittenhouse be a normal murderer. And that's enough. You know, he doesn't have to have everything you need. This is what? true. But I mean, in Rittenhouse's case, though, he, you know, was front front line at a Trump rally and also yeah. like is a big time, like back the blue, blue lives matter enthusiast. Like they, they just have, they've gleaned that from his social media. It's pretty clear. I get he walks like, like a duck. Like I, I get he walks like a duck. Yeah, he walks like a duck, you know, and. And you know it's it is what it is. It's the same, but it's 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 also in line with like the same type. We we it's it's much harder to attribute that to. I get that it's much harder to attribute that to the reason behind his murders. Mm -hmm. Like, and I and I'm willing to concede that. But like, you know, it's 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 the same sort of thing as like anytime somebody is murdered by police, they people go through and try and find all the dirt that they can for character assassination. In this case, I think it's like, you know, it actually serves the, the prosecutors of the Rittenhouse case. Yeah. To have these sort of like this character evidence about him because of maybe where the, where he did his murdering. But like, yeah, I it's, it's, they're not necessarily connected. Right. Right. Point yeah. of order. Quick, quick, quick point of order, point of order. Go, going back to the article though. Do you think, that walks like a duck for the state of the Homeland Security threat assessment report mm. is good enough to put that down as um, a, a white supremacist extremist um, domestic terror action. This is being filed 
by the Department of Homeland Security, do you think Walk Like a Duck is good enough to get Rittenhouse that notch? No, and it shouldn't be because there there is a lot of in between from a guy like I hear what you're saying, Liam. But somebody can can have misguided viewpoints on the police, can have misguided viewpoints on Black Lives Matter, can have a lot of misguided viewpoints, and they're not a white supremacist. Oh, and for sure. So yeah, I don't I'm, think I'm, that it's fair to to just run that line down, being like, ah, no, 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 you got these pictures on your Facebook, you're you're with them, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get that in Rittenhouse's case case specifically, but mm-hmm. also like bringing it back to the larger report. This report isn't about Kyle Rittenhouse. This, and I do think that it is maybe not the best distinction to to or decision to soften that language from white supremacist extremist to domestic violent extremist yeah. because it may be a like a, it may be more of a catch-all term and it may be more applicable. But if you're looking at you know statistics mm-hmm. and God, I hope that the Department of Homeland Security is basing this report on actual statistics. But like, right. it, yeah. it, it certainly does apply to people like Dylan Roof. It certainly does apply to people like the guy in uh, New York just a couple of days ago mm. who drove his car into a crowd of Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you and in, in those cases, like you don't have to look at any kind of character evidence that you can find on social media or yeah. the internet or through any other venue like you just look at the act mm-hmm. of violence that they perpetrated and it's clear yeah. from that like in charleston so and they were a bunch of yeah white supremacists yeah for sure it's pretty clear there like it's definitely clear i also think it's funny about this report is it says white supremacy is the most lethal threat like if we turn because it kind of in my head i'm like yeah that could only be the most lethal threat and be able to survive in the u.s right because if it was me like minority group they were like muslims are the most serious threat i'm like oh well, muslims are fucked like instantly like as soon as like you're like i am going to make the collective of white people in america afraid of a foreign group oh dude we saw that after 9-11 yeah i was like uh yeah we got we uh we we aren't the most tolerant of folk um i don't even want to you know I'll, I'll even go so far as to say with covid what we were making like China jokes and shit. And then there are people outside that weren't joking and they ran, they ran at least three Chinese restaurants out of town here in Macon. Mm -hmm. It's fucking absurd. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying. It could only be white supremacists and it be able to exist because if it was any other group, there's just no way if it was like gay men are the biggest threat to it's like, Oh (laughs) fuck. Uh, Japanese people, it's like, whoo, we about to fuck this shit up. Nah, Japanese people are like, we've been through this before. We ain't going down like this again. <laughs> like, no. We remember World War II. We remember the fucking internment camps, bro. Yeah. Well, we, we always get we always get you the one, for sure. We always get you the one. Yep. Everybody's Every group's going to get God at least once. Dude, before that headline even <laughs> drops, all the Japanese people have just like straight dipped the fuck out. They're like, nah, and man. It, and with it, like, and with it, like, at least a comparable part of the economy with them. And they're like, later, y'all. Huge part of the economy. <laughs> it is fucking. Like, it's it's also like to that point of this being the only one that could exist. It's like, I think it. It also definitely does exist. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, and I, I'm glad that there is a re- like a federal report from a government 
agency that's like, hey guys. <laughs> um, Practically speaking. Yeah, we, we, we do need to stop and recognize this because it is a danger to our citizens. We should focus so, on this. Focus up, guys. Let's focus up. Times have changed. This is a little bit more important right now. Well, I don't even know if times has changed. I think that this, like, shout out to the white supremacists, man. Y'all are the two times, I believe. I believe y'all earned the most, <laughs> the most deadly threat two years in a row. Yeah, the back-to-back. I think y'all are the back-to-back champs. Um, so big shout-out to y'all. And y'all should probably cool it, you know, kind of <laughs> let shit ease down, yeah. you know. Yeah, kinda, you know, maybe do some like talk them down off that fucking thing. ledge, Blake. Talk them down do off some, that Waco. I'm just, I'm just saying, like maybe do some soul searching, bro. You know, maybe yeah. like go try like I, I mean, dude, I don't know, like go eat in a Mexican restaurant. Like start out, start out short, you know, like try that out. You like Mexican food, okay? Maybe go to a soul food place, you know, like check it out for a while, like check out the culture, talk to people. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to end with fucking, you know, like a white ethno state and a fucking race war. And then yeah, I want you to be sorted out. It's all right, man. Your micro penis. Yeah. Like, and then, about, and then that's when Tarver walks out behind me and he's playing the acoustic guitar. And I'm like, I wish you would step back from that, that ledge, ledge, my friend. <laughs> I, no, walk like hand in hand into the ocean together. And well, just I don't it. know. Why? Just so you can take a picture of it and like link me to them on social media. Look at Blake ho- holding Richard Spencer's hand. Oh, you're in the white supremacy you're group. In there? You <laughs> there, well, I mean, I was the whole time, you know, I was like, I was, I was bringing them back off the edge. You know, I was like, hold on. Oh my god. I'm the Red Bull, like, and I drove Blake into the sea with all the other white supremacists. No, no. <laughs> but I'm the last I just, unicorn. I was trying to help them. I just wanted them to get better. I can't believe you aligned yourself so quick. Like you're like Blake was just like, okay, I know where I am. So I'm with like, Richard Spencer, cool. you know, walking into the bring, I was like, bringing oh my Richard Spencer God. down off the edge. And Richard Spencer's like, you know what? I've changed my ways. And it was because Blake talked to me and helped That's, me see the foolishness. Why do you think pedophiles can't be redeemed, but you think racists can? Ooh, wow. Yeah. Wow, are you serious? <laughs> hard question. Well, if like because, if, they're, if they're like a twenty year, like a a solid hardcore racist. Well, like killed killed minorities because they were minorities. Well, I think I think they're they're related in some cases, but I I think from a psychological standpoint, there isn't a strong enough analogy between pedophilia as a as like a sexual deviation. And what racism and bigotry is, as we know and experience it in all the different spheres, I don't think they're the same. Yeah. But but moving moving from that, um, I don't <laughs> I don't think anyone's beyond grace, and I don't think anyone's beyond redemption, Tarver, and I firmly believe that. And there are now there are some fucking assholes like you know Jeffrey Epstein that just need to get you know sh- get got and get shot. Is but that I grace? Think, but but I think you know generally speaking, just some asshole that's a little bit racist or a lot racist, but. You know, hasn't hurt anyone or acted on it, or you know, is just kind of an asshole, but just lives a shitty existence. I don't think they're beyond redemption. I think people well, can change. Is talking about the people who have acted on it. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, what, what you mean by like marching out in the street? No, like murdering people based oh, on no, their. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can they can find redemption in jail. Or grace and in uh, death. Or, or, you know, however you can find it, you know, just as long as they're serving out their justice sentence. I just kind of feel like it's kind of gangster to 
to go up and be like, everyone deserves grace and just like shoot. (laughs) 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 Like that's your grace. I say grace. I just feel like if you say it in like kind of a slick, everyone deserves grace. (laughs) (laughs) Just got a definite twang to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I was saying. Man, it is a good line. Man, I came at you at the end of the show with like a big ass question, Blake. Yeah, you did, bro. Yeah, I feel like it was you a little it. bit, but I'm happy with the progress. Yeah, yeah. All right, Blake, it's like an hour and ten. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boys. So this has been Tap Snaps recording to you through social distancing. Um, I think maybe next episode we're gonna have if we still have to social distance next episode we're gonna have Liam sounding a little better. And me not sounding like such a piece of shit. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on social media. Also, uh, we just put out our uh, wide version of the QAnon interview. So that's available for download. Check that out if you haven't already checked that out. Uh, we've been getting it's a lot of positive feedback good. about it. Really appreciate it. And to be clear, we didn't and, interview um, QAnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, this has been Tap Snap. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> <laughs>